Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 496. And one of the things I just did was scribble down a, a note for what I wanted to <laughs> call this thing. And then hide it from me. And then, well, then also being like, I hope I wrote this legible enough. <laughs> <laughs> you do have that problem, uh, notoriously. So we will find out in like a minute yeah. <laughs> when I get to the title. But um, two excellent book reviews, man. I think they're both good first issues that we talked well you know what i really enjoyed about the book reviews um specifically this time is we didn't actually really talk too much about the plot of the book i mean you got a little bit more into yours than i really did into mine but uh talk about a lot of other things some real great discussions yeah Yeah. for sure that was fun and then got a little bit into some stranger things news just a little bit wasn't a lot of news yet but uh we know that uh thor is coming out this week and you know we won't I'm going to see it right away. I probably will not. But we will probably talk about it in at least a week or two. Yeah. But all the early reviews right now are saying it's going to be great. So Well, apparently Christian Bale is like Oscar-worthy performance in that movie. Although Tony got confused and thought I was talking about Chris Hemsworth and then maybe Christian Slater? Yeah. <laughs> Lots of confusion, but that's uh my MO. But uh, all that and more in uh, this week's episode of Drunk on Comics. So grab a cold one and enjoy Drunk on Comics podcast episode 496. It's not about swimming. be so proud of me or at least i hope you're proud of me i mean for doing the bare minimum of at least finally getting caught up on oh my god our posts i saw all of them just spam through this morning i was like somebody was up late last night yeah I, well i didn't realize we had that many recordings that i hadn't put up like <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, a backlog <laughs> a bit there. And we also had another backlog in May, and then I caught up, and then I guess didn't, and I slowly was in. I know. It's, uh, <laughs> you do, like, no editing, too. That's the... I think you add the the beginning and then hey, the don't song. Go, don't you tell my, <laughs> my lazy secret. You don't cut out any, any bullshit. <laughs> yeah, uh, there, there was really no reason. It's just that... It was one of those things, out of sight, out of mind, read our comics, do whatever, we'll reconvene the next week, and I will have thought, oh, I put it up, because ah. I used to be more timely in that, right. that sense, mm-hmm. um, and then it would snowball, because then I'd be like, oh, I do remember, I do need to post that still, but I gotta get ready for this week's episode, I need to really post, okay, and then I'll... I'll remind myself and then out of sight out of mind right leave the recording room and then not think of it until the next week and then oh shit i need to do it so obviously we're recording now so the night before is when i was like oh Lynn's will be mad if i don't post these so I should get i've them given up. up i just assume people will listen to them if they want to when they want to so well yeah and and it's very easily to do that as well because they're now all up. <laughs> Are we completely caught up? Did you do last week's today, too? Uh, yeah, it's going to be coming out. It should be out by now. Uh. As of this recording. All right, let's I made look. sure that one came. Oh, yeah, yep. yep. Welcome to Drunk. <laughs> I just started playing it. <laughs> so sorry. Um, yeah, so you posted uh, one yesterday. <laughs> And then three today. So I hope that you have time to four hours of time to catch up on these. Oh, this one's a shorty. Thirty six minutes. Yeah, that was one of them. We didn't have a lot of news. And everything. Uh, so it was hard for me to also remember everything. So I, had to, <laughs> I had to take some time to kind of re-listen, and then I was just like, you know what? I don't need to type up a whole thing of no, everything that was that's, in it. That was always the funny part to me is you guys kind of when I first came on this podcast, you guys kind of set a precedent of doing like these super elaborate like write-ups. Well, it was good for content, I guess, or for our listeners. Is it? Cuz then they just go listen to it and everything you wrote is in the podcast. Yeah, but then they get more in depth. Like it's like a headline and then 
you get the whole milk and toast. It's a pain in the ass is what it is to write that oh, much. Oh, yeah, because yeah. you know who's been doing it every fucking you. time? You. Yeah, yeah, I know. On purpose. Because <laughs> I don't want to do it. Because <laughs> it's too much. Well I, do, well, I do feel, though, it does need to, at least for, and this is a thing, too, the algorithms of oh. which we don't really give a shit about. However, I, I add meta tags whenever I do posting. See, I'm not good at that. Yeah. That's why we need you to post more. <laughs> it's never going to happen. <laughs> you want to get real far behind. <laughs> <laughs> We're basically just going to be doing these podcasts for fun at that point. <laughs> just for our own amusement. No one else will ever hear them. That's what I was thinking too when I was posting last night. I was like, man, if Lynn's ever just found out that we're we're just doing it for. I was like, no, she'd probably just not care and just be like, whatever. No, it's or like it's her. like my my prescribed Tony time. <laughs> we get the one hour every week. Actually, it's a couple hours because of before and after. Well, yeah. Well, I went on a whole like twenty minute tangent about some X Men book things before. This. I know that you could have just hit record and we'd have that done already. <laughs> also, this is our common saying of how much more content we come up with besides recording, but. Uh, let's let's stop talking about the ins and outs and the behind the scenes, and let's just get into this week's episode. Right on. Do you want to start off with your review? Yeah, so I read two books this week. Um, what I've actually been doing is going back and spending my time reading a lot of old stuff that I never got to read. So see, I do go back and read stuff. Tony's always giving me shit for, like, not being current on pop culture. Okay, well, here's the thing. I, I know of a certain friend who used to love comics so much that they were doing a podcast and would read it all the time. And now they kind of pretend that they read comics, but they really don't. And I don't want you to fall the same way. I've, I read comics before I was on this stupid podcast. I'll keep reading them after. Yeah, yeah but I don't want you to be a person that just stops caring yeah because there's i mean my brother he still wants to read them he just is busy yeah and i don't really have as many people that read them like as frequently right. as you and there's Fair. probably not anyone in the world that reads them as frequently as me i mean there are people out there who read like everything that comes out though because they like legitimately do reviews every week that's true i want that job yeah I know my job i really <laughs> want in life I mean, which is good and bad because I feel like you're then, like, stuck reading a bunch of stuff. Like, listen, everybody, like, hundreds of comics, literally hundreds of comics come out every week. Granted, most of them are manga. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, can we be fair and say, like, maybe 30% of those are good? Right? Or is that too low, do you think? Maybe 50% of them are good? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess, I mean, just talk about manga in general or just the, all, all of them. them. So out of the hundreds of, hundred, say a hundred comic books come out every week. Like, what percentage of those do you think are good? And what percentage of those are okay? And what percentage of those are, like, why? I see, because there's different tastes for different people. So I I'd guess. have to, like, go on the side of they're more good than bad. I mean, there's only been a handful where I've just been like, this is terrible. Mm. There's been some mediocre, yes, but then I'm like, this new title, holy shit, this got right. my attention, or wow, this story arc was really good. So I feel like there is more on that side. More good than bad? Yes. I don't know, I'm about 50-50 on it. <laughs> but I do, like, as much as I have, like, the, the positive, like, oh, all art is great sort of attitude. Like, you are even more than that. <laughs> even though I think the end of times is nigh. Yeah, I'm definitely more life positive than you <laughs> <Yes>. are. <laughs> Which might be a little more important than art positive. <laughs> um, anyway, so this week I read Public Domain number one, and then I read the 8 Billion Genies number two. Um, I'm not really going to cover 8 Billion Genies other than to say that it was a great second issue. It made me look forward to the third issue, which I love, because sometimes the first issue is great and the second issue is, like, boring. 
Yeah, was there more? Because uh, I'm imagining there are going to be some people holding off wishes, but there's also going to want to be some fun in the pages of other people wishing. So yeah. were there more wishes happening? There were, and there were okay. some. There you got some insights into like people started asking the genie questions, genies questions, and things like that, and it was real interesting. Yeah, some, that's the, that's the thing I want to explore because I haven't read this one yeah. yet, and so the two takes is. I want to see some grand, like, uh, designs of a wish, like mm-hmm. some, the rule lawyer, like, somehow coming up with a really good way to not get screwed or whatever. Right. And then I also want to see some simple ones of, like, damn, that was dumb, or, like, right. I wish I had a, like, someone on a deserted island, like, I wish I had food and not having a yeah. can opener, or, like, just a one-page, like, joke. So, it's, it's, it's funny, because the genies actually talk about how, like, the... They they expect that the a lot of people a lot of basically they're like a lot of stupid people will blow their wishes right out the gate and then the people who keep them longer term will have the more interesting thought out mm-hmm. wishes and though there was so I'll give one of them away because it wasn't from the main one any of the main characters in the bar it was from like just a random one yeah and the the there was this dad th- this couple sitting at a table when the genies pop up. And um, they realize that they're, t- they're talking to the genie, and the genie's like, yeah, everybody got a genie. And he realized that his kid, that means his kids got genies who are in a different room. So he, like, books it. I don't even remember if he books it into the room or if he does it right then and there. And he's like, my wish is that my kids can't wish for anything that I don't approve first. And nice. the genie was like, that's a responsible wish. <laughs> And his kids were all pissed, and he's like, listen, I love you guys, but you're all idiots. <laughs> that's, that's great. <laughs> so he he basically gave up his wish to make sure that his kids didn't do something fucking stupid. But he also kind of, how many kids? Two? Like two or three. three? Yeah. He also now has control over kind those of, three wishes, yeah. too, so he might make a deal with the kid, like... I'll prove your wish if you word it right. in a way that it... But yeah. Right. But so, that's a smart... Yeah. So there are, there are... They do show some people, like, spur of the moment, like, using their brain to be like, oh, fuck. Like, I don't want my kids to wish the other one dead. You know? Yeah. Shit like that. Yeah. So, I hate you. I wish you would die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, because in that first issue, they do show that girl sitting at the table, like, with her family, and there's an empty seat... And they're all crying because clearly she was going through some sort of teenage angst and said exactly that. Yep. And one of her parents disappeared. So um, the numbers, obviously the numbers of genies are going down and the number of humans on Earth are also going <laughs> down. I am happy to report that the number of genies is going down faster than the number of people on Earth. So that's a good thing. <laughs> there was no Thanos in this universe. Right. Just, <laughs> just get rid of half immediately. Um so so that that one's great. It's it's still great. I'm I don't want to talk about it every single time it comes out, so I probably won't do the next couple issues or maybe I'll even wait till it's done cuz I think it is a limited series. Um, but as we talked about last week, it's already optioned for a TV show. And I can't wait cuz I don't know how weird they're going to let it get cuz you know, <laughs> those two guys, Ryan Brown and Charles Soule, they get real weird with stuff. <laughs> so We'll see. Um, but the other one I read was Public Domain Number 1. This is by Chip Zdarsky. And basically, well, and the way he he puts it himself is that it, <laughs> he says it's a wild alternate world where comic book creators aren't properly acknowledged or compensated for their creations. So he's making fun of the comic book industry oh, okay. because because com- artists and writers often for a very long time and even still today don't get the proper compensation for their work. So this book is about these two guys and mostly this one guy, Sid Dallas, who is the artist on a very popular book called The Domain and then the writer. And we're in basically modern day where they're starting to make movies out of all of these comic books and they've optioned this movie or this comic book to make a shit ton of movies. They're they're building it's from Singular Comics is the name of the comic book imprint and they've created this whole SCU 
universe with a bunch of movies, offshoots, and stuff like that, with the domain being kind of like their Iron Man or Superman sort of centerpiece. So the artist, Sid, doesn't get a lot of money from it. I mean, he's living a very humble sort of family life. Um, the writer has an assistant, lives in a mansion, so I don't know if it worked out that like he got paid more because he was the writer, you know. <laughs> Writers always get kind of the bigger share of the props when it comes to the creation of comic books. Yeah. So, like, when you think back to, like, the Stan Lee uh, era, era. Yeah, now that I think of that, though, that's weird. It's crazy because, I mean, the idea is that they wrote it. Yeah. But, like, you wouldn't have a Superman without somebody drawing Superman. You I wouldn't mean, have that look. Yeah. You wouldn't have Batman if Bob Kane didn't draw Batman the way he drew him, you know? I mean, I could, in a sense, say if I physically in my mind said, we're going to have this cape crusader whose parents died and he has bad ears like this and and seeing art and then being like, no, his cape should be like this. I can say we're in that sense, if it was one person that fully... That's usually not the way it happens, though. Yeah, because it's a collaboration. Because it might be... Oh, that looked better on page than what I was imagining. Yes, let's do that, and then the story changes a bit to adapt to right. what the thing is. So I mean, I'm saying how I could see in the olden days they thought that way, but nowadays, like, fuck, man, you you see the art, you right. see, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and when you when you when you think about like the MCU and stuff, right? I mean, who gets the most creator credits for all the characters in MCU? It's Stan Lee. And while Stanley had his hand in everything, like there were a ton of artists that worked on those books. But it's funny because all the times we've gone to shows, there are more artists than actual writers that show up. Right. And well, yeah, because what are you going to get from a writer at a at a con? I mean, I guess it's true. Yeah, you're not getting. Are you going to ask them so, for yes. a writing sample? So then, well, I was just more or less thinking like they should be the famous ones going to these things. But yeah, then they're probably being like, "Why the fuck do I need to go? I'm getting paid well, anyways." Right. Yeah, so and, it, and there's there's less for them to, like, sell, I guess. I don't know. Well, I mean, I've... Sign the book. Yeah, I, I've, met, I've met Scott Snyder at cons, and he's... Mm-hmm. I don't know, even know if he does art, any art at all. I know he's mostly a writer. And, I you know, we've met a couple writers at shows, but it is mostly artists, because comics are visual. And that's the fucked up thing when yeah. you say that, right? <laughs> artists should get the same amount of credit as the writers because they are just a different type of writer. Mm-hmm. They're still telling the story. If you took the word balloons out of some of these, you could still kind of figure out where the story's going. Oh my god, my favorite of any issue ever is sometimes those silent issues yeah. that... Because right. when you can do it, you... I, Yeah, you're telling a story right. without word. You are visually... Yeah. But And that's not to say the writer didn't outline that. Right, because a lot of times, especially if you're a writer who then hires an artist for your book, like you're giving them, yeah, some cues yeah. of like this goes to this, yep. yeah. Um, but if it is definitely one of those, so like again, eight billion genies, right? We'll go back to that. Charles Soule, Ryan Brown, like that collaboration is a hundred percent on purpose. Charles Soule didn't say I'm going to write this story and then I'm going to go find an artist. He and Ryan Brown got together and was like. Let's tell this fucked up story. <laughs> so, um, so this kind of gets into that, except it's it's in like it's the old guys, right? Who are okay. now kind of where Stanley was when, and maybe a little bit younger than that, but where Stanley was when the MCU movies started coming out, and just the dichotomy between the writer and the artist, and even when they're talking, like it goes into the kids of the artist too, and how they're kind of sour about the whole movie thing, and. The dad's always, he's still really excited to, he gets invited to the movie premiere still, he's still really excited to go. He thinks it's great that something he helped make has been made into movies. <laughs> he's just so joyful about the whole thing, even though he isn't getting paid a shit ton of money. And then on the other hand, you see the writer, who's just like real sour about the whole thing. He calls the movies pieces of shit. Like, he's a huge dick. So... Chip Zdarsky's got some things he's working out in this, <laughs> very obviously. Um, but the there's a there's a there's a thing that happens at the very end of this that like 
you read through this and you're like, oh, yeah. Like, I know this story. We've heard it because we're into comics and we talk about them all the time. This is not something we haven't heard of happening, mm-hmm. right? But then you get to the end of it and there's a thing that he adds at the end that they find out at the end of the book that you're like, oh, what's going to happen next? What's... And I'm not going to give it away because I think people should read this book. A, because it definitely will give you, if you're not a huge comic book reader like we are, or like have knowledge of the past of the industry, kind of gives you an insight of the, the way this shit can go down. Um, but the way it ended, I'm like, oh, oh, I want to know what happens. <laughs> so it is real good. Listen, like I was, ex- if it was bad, I would be shocked. It's Chip Zdarsky. I mean, he's won Eisner Awards. <laughs> I mean, we already know you think half of all comics are shit, so. Right. <laughs> this one's so a good one. Yeah, you wouldn't be talking about it if it wasn't good. I'm pretty sure he did the writing and the art on this one um, as well. So he's. He's got the whole thing locked down. Well, that way he doesn't have to argue with. Yeah, it is an it is an image comic book too, so they retain the rights to their their stuff on this one. But I can't wait to see where he takes this because part of him could go the way it ended. Part of him could go full on like play it in a way where his dream, the way he would dream that it would happen, like the Mm -hmm. best case scenario, but he could go the Chip Zdarsky way and really fuck things around and and go in a direction that you would not expect, so. And then this, uh, somehow crosses over with, uh, uh, oh man, what's the one with the superheroes that we've been reading? X-Men? No! (laughs) Image book! Search of the Sea! Oh, um... Uh, crossover. Fuck. Crossover. Yeah. It, you said it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> crossover. It's crossover with crossover. <laughs> anyway, definitely a pickup, I think. And that's why he wrote this, because he's like, now I have a comic book where I'm immortal because I'm in the comic book. Which, wait, he already. I don't know. He's, well, he's not in this comic book. He oh, it's not based it's, on it's him? It's not based on him. Oh, I thought he was writing he, it him sounds... as the character of... I mean, obviously it wouldn't be true, but I thought he was basing this this writer as him. I think he's making a statement about comics in general and not necessarily his experience. Because he had got famous through working through Image, this can't or wouldn't have been him. I mean, his biggest comic that really made people know who oh, Chip okay. Zdarsky yeah, was was Sex Criminals. And... I don't know how that the hierarchy of pay works with the image books, but like you know, you don't you're not selling out on your own stuff. True, you retain true. those rights. So if they make a sex criminal show, which they fucking should, um, <laughs> <laughs> and put it on HBO or, or Amazon, they really, really, should. it'd be amazing. Then he would obviously be able to, um, talk, you know, keep the rights to that and 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 just offer them up for like Robert Kirkman and the Walking Dead, right? I listened to a podcast with him that he did um, where he talked about how long it took for somebody to actually give him what he wanted for the Walking Dead and the very first people who offered it to him were um, NBC. So the Walking Dead could have been on NBC, which would have been real fucked (laughs) because there's no way you would have gotten it as, as brutal as it was. But they want they wanted to also own the rights to merchandise, and that's like he did not want to give that up. Mm-hmm. He was like I and and he, he he wanted they wanted him to just write off the rights to them entirely, basically, so he would have no say. Like if they were really fucking up the storyline, um, you know, he would have no say in, in that. But the merchandise rights were a big one for him, and and this is the lesson to all these, you know corporate like owning these channels just let these writers have like their say in the show yeah. and you might have a good hit on your hands right. like right stop trying to be controlling when you're the like owner of the network because we see what happens yeah to those television shows yeah well and when you get to the point where you run past the material because they all do if it's good they'll they'll run past or they've gone so far off 
the beaten path mm-hmm. that it doesn't tie back to the original source anymore. At least the writers are still, or anybody, anybody involved in the original are still involved, so they can say like, mm, yeah, that definitely wouldn't happen. Maybe not that, because that feels like real off from the rest of everything. Like, you know, if George R.R. R. Martin was involved in the last season of Game <laughs> yeah. of Thrones. This is what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, was. I, I said it for you so we wouldn't have to. <laughs> well, a book that uh, I want to bring up is The Variants. Okay. And this is uh, number one. It's a Jessica Jones mystery oh. by Gail Simone and Phil Noto. Okay. Now, it, it definitely is a mystery. I thought this was going to be another rehash of... The Spider Verse, and then they did the Gwen Verse mm. thing, and I think they even did a. No, they didn't. Well, they've done Deadpool before too. Or oh they yeah, got Gwenpool, he's, he's met up and, multiple versions yeah, of like, himself. So this was, I thought, was just going to be another huge metaverse story, but it starts off pretty simple, of Jessica talking about not having caffeine, but like it's really. I'm not going to say that she would be more of an. Adult uh, comic book, but it felt like it was written less for a young audience, yeah, and more for the yeah. adult type audience. Well, when you said Gail Simone wrote it, that told me that right away. Yeah. And so already, I'm again. I love kid uh, books or more, you know, geared like towards all ages, yeah, sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah. That's I mean, I have that for a booze and book, but this was okay. It already switched my mind from again being that fun loving what's this variant going to be type thing to, wow, wait, this is just a Jessica Jones story. And then it does get funny in the sense of she's talking about um, her wedding and, or, you know, going to be married and wearing lipstick and what color, because she always wears black. And this whole thing was about image because there are some other things that went on with uh, Daredevil uh, asking her to please come and testify and she said she would but he's like please don't you know wear just all black and so in her mind she keeps going back to oh man people are you know judging me for what I look like or but not in the judging sense but she's just like maybe I shouldn't be wearing all black all the time you know maybe I can have a little bit of color because when she went in to get some makeup uh the first thing she's like yeah can I make up whatever because she doesn't wear it mm-hmm. and again knowing the character it was funny in a sense to see just in the written panel someone kind of squirming of like i don't like this but i want to look good for luke right and give me black lipstick and then the the lady being like ah on a wedding she goes red whatever i don't know and she ended up getting pink and throughout this book she kind of keeps bringing that back up of how she got pink lipstick that is not a her thing but again it was kind of a seeing this character kind of evolving for the special day and also then knowing there's going to probably be some more variants. And now I'm not even too sure if I was seeing the same person that's been going on, even though it does seem to be the same story of mm-hmm. her being an investigator, you know, look, checking out the coffee shop. Also this getting married thing, because again... Isn't she already married? I to thought she was. So I don't know if this is a flashback, but then it feels like it's the now, but then I'm thinking maybe this is a variant. Mm. I don't know. Because at the end, like to give it away, there is another Jessica that's in the house when she gets home. I was going to bring up a little bit uh, more of it in the middle here, but that's where, okay, you get one variant, and obviously we know it's probably going to have more variants coming on. Yeah, the mystery of why there was someone else there. Yeah. Her saying that it's her house and her saying that, no, it's my house. Right. That's kind of more fun than Spider-Man, oh, hey, pointing meme. So let's talk about the language they're using of variant, because that wasn't something you heard in Marvel before Loki, Loki, right? Mm -hmm. So this this is something that's come out of, that language has come out of the TV universe, and now they're using it in the comics. Which is synergy. (laughs) But, like, so is it canon to the comic books or is it canon to the cinematic universe? I mean, it's 
kind of both. Yeah. I mean, well, I guess they did, they did say the Marvel Universe was, the cinematic universe was 616, and so it's the comic universe. Yeah. So. Um. <laughs> okay. But uh, one of the, the big kind of uh, meeting here besides trying to find these variants and everything is the person that Daredevil wanted Jessica to come in to talk to, I guess, was this client of his that he's trying to represent who was over uh, mind controlled by the purple man, oh. like Kilgrave. Right. And he's been captured. He's in a, a coma. Okay. And Daredevil and Jessica both know this because they've made sure that he's in it, so he can't do anything. However, from what it sounded like, this woman like burned her house and family in it, and mm. she's saying that he left uh, a time bomb in my mind. Ten years to the date when he first took me over and this girl was saying how she was taken over even before Jessica was. Like, she was his first pawn. And now that this time bomb went off... Right. Do you not... And so, uh, ultimately, she wanted to meet Jessica and that's kind of where all the convoluted, like, how it all got to be set up. She goes, do you not think that you would have it? And Jessica's just pissed because she's like, you know, to Matt, like, you tricked me and you know you said you needed my help on this case because she needed to tell you this and i thought it was good but it was client pre- or you know client uh, attorney privilege so i couldn't blah blah right and now i'm like and that's what i feel like the meat of this whole story is and then all of a sudden the variant shows up at the end and then it's like to be continued and i'm like ooh, mm. this is very interesting. She also said she was on the phone with a Jessica, which I could only imagine was She-Hulk, because now she is a little worried if she does, because she's pretty fucking, you know, invulnerable. Right. Um, and so to protect her family and everything, it sounds like She-Hulk might show up in the next episode or next issue, but I'm hooked right now. And there was also something, too, going on with her not drinking the coffee, which Daredevil could tell and that's given her like well she's been having migraines through this so you thought at first it's the, you know caffeine withdrawals right that's what i thought until then i'm like nope maybe it's that ticking time bomb Ooh, maybe because the, then she comes or she says to at one point of you know she's like fuck all this shit blah blah, blah. uh tomorrow is the 10th anniversary of when he did first abduct me so if it's like what this first girl is saying she's thinking pretty soon she's gonna going insane. So I'm wondering if this has to do with all the variants coming together across mm. or what? Or maybe it's just a clone and it's yeah. Ben Riley type thing, but who knows. I thought it was very well written. There's a lot more going on in there. Uh, she does a lot of thinking in her head because she's a private investigator, so you kind of gotta have that mindset of what she's, you know, right. seeing when she's doing all this, but uh, very, very good uh, to be expected when you have the powerhouse duo of Gail Simone and Phil Noto. Yep. Because his art is also pretty tits. And uh, and going along with Jessica Jones, getting into some news, is uh, her show on... Because uh, all the Defender shows... Uh, actually, it was kind of a joke within the issue, too, of like, don't tell me you're getting the defenders back when she's yeah. talking to them. Is they're all now on Disney Plus. Right. But Jessica Jones's uh show is called AKA Jessica Jones. Because that's what it was originally intended to be called when it was on Netflix. But then other people were going, But what does that mean? Because she's she's just Jessica Jones, who would they also think she is? But I guess all the title sequences when it was on Netflix or AKA something that goes mm. sense with that was supposed to be the show's name, AKA right. Jessica Jones, but Netflix chopped it off. Disney goes, no, oh, we want it originally. So that's the title of the show. Huh. Small, you know, tidbit there. But, uh, the reason why I think there's so much Jessica Jones stuff going on is because, uh, we find out that we know for sure Daredevil's going to be in the new Echo series. Yep. Um, and Charlie Cox is going to be in three episodes, and he's searching for Jessica Jones. Uh, so I think she might show up in the series so. as a cameo, too. I've also heard rumors that there may 
they might be doing another Jessica Jones uh, like season or series. Yeah. So if they continue on saying no, this is yeah, this is canon as what they're doing and obviously showing. Um, what's it? Uh, Vinny D'Onofrio or Vincent D'Onofrio? Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. Um, he is coming back as Kingpin. Good. Uh, most people thought he was uh, shot and dead at the end of. Hawkeye. However, never kill the kingpin. It was, and I brought it up then. It was like scene for scene, straight out of a comic book like issue mm-hmm. of him getting shot in the eye. And then if you just Google a little bit further, people thought he was dead. And then you would find out the rest of that comic book story was well, he was still alive. His muscular blah blah blah. It missed, you know, hitting his brain and went up. Right. Whatever. Obviously, I was predicting that was going to happen too. Sure, you couldn't just kill. You him can't off just screen. kill off Vincent D'Onofrio. Well, just an off-screen too, an yeah. off-screen, you know, death. Unless you see them drop and check for the pulse or whatever, right. they're not dead. And so <laughs> take I them like, to the morgue, attend uh, their burial. <laughs> you know, and this is it's going to be uh, having him running for mayor of New oh, York. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can get that going. This will be interesting because I I hope by the end of this too he rises to that and then is uh, at least got some cameo in one movie or two mm-hmm. as being the mayor of New York or something before it gets destroyed again and, yeah. and blamed and reset in the MCU. I mean, you could throw him into a Spider-Man movie real easy. Yeah. I mean, technically, he shows up in Spider-Man all the time. Well, just have him as a yeah, even a cameo bad guy like. Mm-hmm. The meeting of the, or having him, I don't know, Spider-Man, would it be Kingpin? And I don't know. I like it. <laughs> uh, I've already brought that up. Uh, so Stranger Things mm. had their last two episodes of yep. season four. I haven't watched out. it yet. I haven't watched that three hour movie yet. Yeah. Because that's uh, basically that's what about, it was. That's about yeah, three and a three half. Three and a half, maybe. yeah. Because I think it was one. I think one was an hour and a half, and the other one was two. two. Yeah, and very much so. I can see why. I can. I don't know where you could put a break. Um, the pacing was slow in some spots, but again, it's a full-on mini movie. I did end up pausing after watching um, the first one and then the second one because it was late. Right. However, uh, finished it up and. It ended with a bang. It was awesome. The music. Holy shit. Well, they're starting to get into the years where, like, people our age really remember that music, right? I mean, there's so much in this that just calls to our childhood. Mm-hmm. 100%. And uh, I thought the way the writing went and how everything came together worked well. And looking forward to the next season... In two years? That's <laughs> that's what it's sounding like. Uh, most people were hoping that it would be next year, but and they're hoping to film soon, but there's a lot of CGI. There's a lot more pre-production yeah. that goes Listen, into everything. Everyone just needs to chill the fuck out and not rush this shit. Because we all saw what happened with Game of Thrones when shit got pushed out too quickly. Tony will not let it die. Well... <laughs> <laughs> So it, you gotta let the you gotta let the stuff marinate and cook. I don't it, like again. I'm try, I'm gonna be spoiler free right now, and we can talk about it later. But there was a lot of rumors of there would be a giant time skip between seasons four and seasons five, mm. partially to kind of explain because they already kind of did a small um, time skip for yeah. this one now. However, I uh, they're not they can't do that with the way that it ended. In this last season, it seems like all the action is going to be in Hawkins now. It seems like the gang's back together, and it almost feels like it needs to continue on from where they are this day and age. Even though obviously filming would be soon, and they'll be another year older. Yeah. And uh, what was the other thing? Uh, oh, I can't think of what else I had for Stranger Things news right now. I had a David Harbour uh, side fact that, uh, you know how he was Hellboy, and mm-hmm. it wasn't a really good movie. Right. But he got jacked. Yeah. And, and let's just say that there is a, a joke within... Is there? The, yeah. Love it. Of 
pretty much pointing out you you look uh, you know not as chubby and yeah. well we know the real reason why his character got fit but there's all I mean I mean he the, was working hard well, he in, was in, in the fucking yeah. gulag I mean yeah but that's <laughs> that's a good way to say in yes. in scene two but they uh, eleven brings it up at one point which surprise they they get to see each other again yeah that that didn't I mean the. You just spoiled it for me, but that I would. Yeah, you wouldn't have not guessed. Oh my god! I would have been so. I would have been like, "What? <laughs> That's so fucked up." <laughs> but anyways, uh, him being in the the bad movie, uh, bad Hellboy, he ended up calling Ryan Reynolds to ask, like, "Is my career over? Am I finished? Because you did the Green Lantern movie, and how do I survive this?" I find that hilarious because a I know that he was. Very uh, pissed off at some of the negative reviews when it originally came out. And mm-hmm. obviously, I can, anyone that was part of a product, you would be kind of pissed off that too. Sure. You're not supposed to see the negative reviews. However, it wasn't a good movie. It wasn't great. Yeah. And, and, and it's it wasn't sad really his, wanted it to It be wasn't good. his fault. He looked great. Yeah. His, the, the Hellboy character. The Hellboy character is kind of a bratty child. Like, that is canon. And Ron Perlman did that in such a great way. And Guillermo del Toro wrote that character in such a great way that it's hard to watch anybody else try to do it. Yeah, and so I think they, that was a big thing yeah. going against it. Like, if this was, like, the first in all the franchises, right. people would have been like, that yeah. was decent, and yep. we'll see what the second one is. You were going up with some masterwork. I so, mean, people who have never heard of Hellboy... And will never read BRPD or or any of the Hellboy comics. Love that movie. It's so well written. It's so well shot. It's so interesting. Rod Perlman's great. Fucking Doug Jones is great. Even the sequel Fucking Selma is Hayek even is better great. than the first. And yeah. We still want that third one. But, so he got the advice from Ryan Reynolds just saying it will be good. It'll be, you know, and everything. But it was just a fun thing that he shared recently when they've been doing this tour of Stranger Things. You have to be able to go the Ryan Reynolds route and make fun of it. Yeah, and that's where I think now he's appreciated him being able to be honest about yeah. that. I think is good cuz I was a little I was a little upset with him as the actor when he was so pissed off and lashing out at fans. Cause I'm like, "Come on, dude, like Yeah. I get it, but also don't like all of a sudden like bite the hand that feeds you. Like you still have fans. Right. We're just saying this. This movie one, was bad. One was not good. Yeah. 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 I mean, and again, look at what happened with Ryan Reynolds. I right. Mean, he, yeah. I, we still love you're not, him. You're not Rose Tico. <laughs> you're not the the chick from. <laughs> you're not the chick from, um, fucking Obi Wan Kenobi who got all the hate on Twitter because she was oh, yeah. black. Like you'll be fine. You're a white dude. You'll recover. <laughs> Very much you so. didn't get chased off Twitter. <laughs> um, so oh, I'm so pissed off at this news article and happy at the same time. So Archie Comics is yep. coming out with a couple new uh, horror comic books. Okay. The thing is, it has been well over ten years since Afterlife with Archie. Right. Debuted and then did it end? Did it? No, it, end? it 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 had a lot of it only had ten issues. Right, like like four came out and then it was like two like six months later and then it was like a couple more, and then I want to say it was like four or five years ago from now that the tenth issue came out, but it did not. It wasn't the ending of the series, so I'm pissed that why are you starting these new ones? Finish that story. Well. Also, did they finish the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina? Uh, one of the series they did. I don't know okay. if they did the newest one, but again, if they just then canceled it, right. at least we know. But they never have officially said anything with that. Mm. However, I am happy that they're having more of these because these are some good fucking comics. Like, these are the Elseworlds that I sometimes... Well, I've read the zombie you know books in both of you know Marvel and DC or wherever right. they can come and... So getting this, you know, sorcerer type uh, chilling adventures, which I'm just... You're just I, saying I, the comic I, in different order. But I'm not... No, I'm not trying to even read the title. I'm trying to, like, <laughs> describe it in my own words. But 
All right, let me just say that there's the return of Chilling Adventures and Sorcery, which probably is going to be a uh, Sabrina one. There's Fear the Funhouse, which uh, seems to be uh, Archie and Friends, you know, scary okay. you know, thing. Um, there's going to be Chilling Adventures of Salem. And I believe oh, that's following around, yeah, Salem the cat. Oh, that's fun. And then there's going to be uh, Weirder Mysteries. Hmm. Now, these are all going to be one-shots as well. So oh, again, okay. Uh, easy to uh, read. And, or, and one of, so the three books, and then there's going to be an anthology, which I don't know which title will be the anthology. But these are coming out in October, obviously, because, well, that's Halloween Month time. of mayhem. Archie's Month of Mayhem. But again, I saw this and I'm like, sweet, we're finally going to no. finish. I, I give up hope. But I yeah. also did the research to look into uh, when was that last uh, issue. And it came out, or the first one came out October of 2013. And uh, yeah, there's 10 issues and there's no one that has said that it is finished yet. So. That's um, Francesco Francavia that was on that one, right? On the yes. Afterlife of Archie? Yeah. Uh, I wonder if, like, the holdup... I mean, he's old. I wonder if the holdup is him. Because can you add it? Like, he wasn't the writer. He was the artist, right? So I wonder if you can, like, replace him as the artist. Like, mm. wait, I wonder where the stop oh, is. Yeah. Cause he's like he's in his seventies, you know. Things when you're when you're old, things kind of start. Your motor skills go downhill. A little True, bit. and I guess though there was. Okay, now now you make me less angry because if it is because of one of those two and health wise, I can't then be mad right. because it sucks to be mad that like somebody's aging. Yeah, well, and that they still like. I would either want them to say. Yes, I still want to do this. In which case, that's their wishes, and then I got to be yeah. cool with it, or hand it off. But at least knowing one or the other yeah. would be nice because uh, Hickman had to do that with uh, a comic that he uh, wrote, uh, The Shield, and it was oh yeah, the yeah, yeah. Shield. I loved it. I've talked yeah. about it multiple times, but it was like almost two years later that we finally got the last issue in the series, or the last like two ish issues because the artist uh, had come down with uh, something and wasn't able to keep mm. up with it. But that, as Hickman said, could have gotten a different artist to finish it. Right. We wanted to finish together. And I'm like, damn it. Yeah. And it, I liked how it turned out, but... Well, and it's like, so if you... I mean, another example in the opposite direction where you see the age is when Frank Miller did the third series of The Dark Knight Returns, mm -hmm. The Master Race, and he did the art on that. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hate, like, Frank Miller's a genius, and I hate to be negative towards comics in general, except to say that half of them are bad. Um, <laughs> but, like, oh, the art, like, they shouldn't have let him be the writer and the artist. And I don't think he did all of the art, but he did enough of it where people were like, dogging him hardcore and that's just not what you want in your elder years you don't want people to be like look at how shitty you've become yeah so i mean if if that is the case and it does have something to do with like frank avia's sort of maybe he just doesn't want to do it anymore or something like that then cool like he's allowed to retire if he wants to but there are artists out there who do similar styles right mm -hmm. yeah similar style artists out there all right, well, we'll wait and see on this Archie-ness. Maybe and... the fervor for it will make them finally go after the yeah. end of that That's series. why I'm bringing it up, because I want more fervor. Everyone read it and have fervor <laughs> for Tony's sake. Um, one of the last things uh, seems to uh, be shown what Namor looks like. Uh, okay. A graphic from uh, a t-shirt, I believe. For like an official merch from mm -hmm. for the new upcoming movie, uh, Wakanda Forever. Yep. And that is the actor that's playing him, and that seems to be the suit and what he looks like. And I think, all right. Yeah, he's, he's wearing the little panties. I mm -hmm. love it. I saw one with uh, uh, a full image with his feet and everything that has 
and the winged boots like he has. Or, well, they're definitely well, going they're not mi- winged boots. They're actually wings on his feet because that's his mutation. But. Yeah. Well, they're going Aztec-y with his style, kind of, too. Well, that's something that we also brought up before yeah. was it's going to be a different place and not Atlantis. That, right. Which, whatever. And, Are his ears pointy? Can you tell him that picture? They, they look, look a little pointy. I hope so. It's going to be good. I hope so. You know, listen, Namor is the character I love to hate. So if they can get... Yeah, if he becomes like that asshole... Yeah, that's who he should be. He needs to be a little bit of a dick. Yep. And he needs to show a little bit of a dick. Because he's always rocking that that man spread everywhere he is. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I don't want to make it always sound like we only love Marvel movies and hate DC movies, I mean, but come on, we got to. We're, we're, but we're just being objectively honest. Yeah. That that is kind of the truth. Hey. So again, I, I showed you this image for the first time. Of this is what Namor's gonna look like. Right. Looks kind of badass. Sure. Let me show you what was almost gonna be Hawk Girl in the DCEU. Uh, this is some, uh, you know, unused. Oh God! What uh, is that? See, like concept art. <laughs> This is now, the granted, problem. not all concept art would then come to fruition, anyways. But I just looked at this and is that she Moth, looks like Mothman? She looks like, like the Wasp or something, right? Yeah. I mean, how hard is it? Like, just no. You don't need to do anything Any, concept any wise. of that. Just make them look right. like they are in the comics. Like, well, and they've done them in shows. Like the Arrowverse had Hawkman and Hot Girl in it. They've done them there. Hawkman is going to be in Black Adam. Well, that's what they're thinking, that this is probably concept art for Black Adam of her showing up then as well. But he looks so awesomely canon. Yeah. And she looks like a character out of Atman. Yeah. (laughs) That's exactly what I was thinking, too. And, again, it's concept. It's before production starts. But it also makes me scratch my head of... That was a... Oh, and, uh, hey, who knows? I wish it... I probably should see some concept art of the weird, crazy things in MCU as well. Sure. They've but this done is some just, weird shit. This is just, like... I. I Here's yeah. the problem with what, it. What was, what was they going for? Yeah, it's too far... If you, Especially... Too techy. Since we know... Well, yeah. And since we know what Hawkman looks like from the Black Adam trailer... Like, knowing that in my head and then seeing this, I'm like, why is it so different? They're supposed to be, like, entangled in this in this lifelong reincarnation, true love sort of thing between Maybe. the two of them. Well, and they do have visions of past and future selves. Maybe this is a future. Could be. I mean, if that's the world. case, then, the, then, I, then fine. If that is what it is then I'll buy into that. And they've done weird shit in, like, the Justice League animated series and stuff like that. But if this, if literally she rolls up in the movie like this and that's all we get to see her as, like, that's disappointing. No, I don't think she's going to at all. Well, that's good. But hey, listen, I loved, I liked, I liked Shazam. I liked the first Wonder Woman movie. (laughs) I liked the Christopher Nolan, most of the Batman movies, most of those. So, you know, there's some good DC stuff out there. <laughs> we'll find it, maybe. It's good. They, I mean, listen, I, here's where we can give them props. DC kills it in their animated movies. Oh, yeah. That one thing I think that they have above Marvel is their animated series. And they have a lot more, so they have a lot more stories yep. they can tell. Yep. And they're not all connected. But yep. Some are, and that's cool, too. Right. And some aren't, and that's cool, too. As and movie should be, and they were killing the TV shows before Marvel got into it. Now well, Marvel's and, and now, whooping well, their ass big time. But well, now Warner Brothers is just killing their own shows yeah. literally because they're canceling everything. Yeah. But, oh, anyways, but, uh, but we need that Harley Quinn villains bar animated series. Oh, no. <laughs> Booze in a book this week is Mech Strike Monster Hunters number one. So, I brought it up a couple months ago, maybe almost a year ago. Time flies. Uh, there was an Avengers like miniseries of them having... They got their powers kind of dampened, and they had to then don some giant kaiju-like Mech suits. suits. Yes. Yeah. 
These ones are a lot smaller suits. They're, I don't know, what you would, maybe. They're like Hulk they're Hulk, Buster, they're Hulk Buster size. size. Yeah. yeah. So they're bigger than an Iron Man suit, but not like a giant Jaeger from Pacific Rim. Sure. They're somewhere in between. Now, this this has uh, Wasp, Black Panther, Hulk, and Iron Man as the four Avengers that are going on this adventure. Well, one of the things that I love was uh, Janet goes, you made this for me? Uh, and then he's like, I made them for everyone. Active duty, reservists, even D-Man has a suit somewhere. Which, D-Man is a pretty terrible Marvel character that they love to make fun of all the mm. time who he tries and anyways look up D-Man but then I love that she goes see this is why I dated you and he goes plus my luxurious hair that attitude is why I no longer do and there's a lot of fun quips throughout this but the again this is something that is not canon it's just fun let's do some weird things cause then you have the bad guys who's these are all monsterized guys. It's Doctor Doom, Loki, Green Goblin, and Venom. Mm. But they are just imagine, yeah, them turning into Hulk Buster sized monsters now. Okay. And we later find out it's uh, the Eye of the Kraken, which uh, Doctor Strange goes into the reasons and all that. But I like. I like their kind of suits and everything of their monsterizations. Again, this is going back to the Jessica Jones where it was, I felt more of, you know, young adult type mm -hmm. reading. This is all ages and sure. it was fun. Why does the Hulk need a mess suit? That's the one thing I want to say. <laughs> I enjoyed this, but that made no sense whatsoever. I feel like he's probably weaker in the mech suit than he yeah. is without it. Because when they're going there to be, to find out who the, the bad guys are, and he's like, Hulk knows they're not as strong as Hulk. And I go, yeah, and I, I you shouldn't be in a suit. You right. can just get punched more and be stronger than this. Like, maybe some nanotech amplify. I mean. Maybe. I mean, it is Iron didn't really Man explain, tech, but yeah. yeah. You don't so anyways, need to. Because uh, I thought it was just amazing because I'm like trying to think of what can I, uh, you know, pair with this. Uh, we've done Jaeger before with any of the me mech things because of the Pacific Rim names right. for their people. But uh, with the Eye of the Kraken, I'm like, oh, sweet. There's Kraken uh, rum. So oh, yeah. That pairs perfectly with this because, well, I love rum and I love this for the wild ride that it is. I don't know... It's a mini series, so I think it's going to be one of five or six again. Um, but nice, yeah, fun book. Uh, last thing that I just want to bring up because I was uh, happy to find out uh, this year is the thirtieth anniversary of Beauty and the Beast. Oh, which is again my all-time. It is one of my top Disney movies, and so. They're going to do a special hybrid event this fall where they're going to have it blended with live action and uh, animation okay. in, in like a two-hour, you know, ABC event something or other. Okay. I'm interested in what that's going to be. And obviously throughout this um, year, there's going to be a lot of more Beauty and the Beast stuff coming out. I know that they're making uh, that story of... Uh, Gaston and LeFou, uh, and then I think they're gonna make another Beauty and the Beast movie. I can't remember. Anyways, lots of Beauty and the Beast news coming out this year. I hope uh, Xenoscope uh, gets more of those Bell comic books coming my way. Cause I hate it when they get too pumped up about how successful something is, and they have to muddy the waters with like unnecessary sequels. I know that's the thing. I'm like, I'm not necessarily wanting them to need to do this. However, when it's one of my favorite things, I I kind of go, yes, this is this is okay because this is uh this is my want. So yeah. all right. I'm okay with cool. it. Cool. I mean it you know Normally yes I would be like, oh this is overhyped and over Right. It's too much. This? Like you're muddying the waters. Beauty and the Beast was an animated movie that got nominated for Best Picture. 
because it was so damn good. I mean, how often, if and ever, has that ever, ever happened again? And it definitely never happened before that. Oh, no, man, that so. is, like, legendary. It's a tale as old as time. <laughs> oh, stay thirsty for more dumb dad jokes from Tony. <laughs>